Ladies and gentlemen. Space. How many mics do we Government. The other day. Stick them. The new generation of slaves here to make papes to buy a record exec rate. Rapper still at heart, and no one's from the old school. Cause rapper's still a brand new tool. I say, Yes, yes, y'all. You are back with us again right here on Vocalo Radio. This is the same old new school. I'm one of your hosts, Idris Goodwin. And I am the other, Kevin Coble. And we do this every single week. Every single week, the headlines pour in, new albums dropping, kerfuffles misconstruedness what else is going on in the world crazy times the culture doesn't stop so we don't stop you know what i mean that's right that's, that's really what it is and and you know part of what we do is we account for you know not only what is being made but also who has made it and and you know today as we've done on some shows before you know we want to give some reverence uh to those who who helped uh foster and shape and uh, you know, pioneer this culture. And this week, you know, unfortunately, we, we lost uh, a couple of like very big folks. Yeah, man, it, it, it's a really uh, the downside to a show like this is you you have to report on these untimely deaths. They 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 always seem sudden. They always seem shocking. Uh, but nonetheless, it is also a time to reflect on these folks. And um, you know, it's a reminder you got to give the give give people their flowers while they live in. But certainly. You give people their flowers when they pass as well. So um, we have two to discuss. Yeah, man. First, we lost a, you know, a pioneer of of the chat, really, of the toast. You know, someone who uh, from Jamaica is, um, you know, really in, in some ways could be considered one of the first MCs because of the way that not only the the African diaspora works, but also just, you know, really in contemporary times, you know, cool DJ Herc, um, arguably, you know, the godfather of, of hip hop culture and music, uh, you know, is a Jamaican immigrant coming from, um, you know, Jamaica and bringing the idea of the sound clash and everything that he saw as a kid growing up uh, over to the Bronx, like so many West Indian folks who were looking for, who par- whose parents were looking for work. And so, you know, just this week, we lost uh, one of the pioneers of the toast, um, the incredible musician and DJ, Uroy. Stand up fussing and fighting. Why not just get together and live in one love and one identity, you know? Yeah, man. I mean, and and what an important history that is to unpack in terms of what he represented and the tradition he represented. I mean, hip hop really. To, when you when you break down the story of hip hop, you you have to, you can't overlook Jamaica. You can't overlook the importance of DJ culture and and how they approach records and manipulated records and the competitive nature of who had the bigger sound system and. Toasting and which basically means like it's the it's the DJ getting on the mic to let you know not only is this my special dub plate of this particular album or this particular record, you're also listening to my amazing sound system. It's like a calling card, like a like a stamp, and uh, yeah, that tradition is um, endlessly fascinating. You know, part part of what I was I was going back and listening to Uroy records, and, and you should. There are there are incredible records. You 
You know, one of the things that he also, I think, is responsible for is is a kind, and we'll talk about this later in this in the show, but a kind of edutainment because he was in um, infusing his lyrics, his chat with some of the philosophies of mm. Rastafarianism. And, mm. you know, I think you, you, we think about all of the, the knowledge that, um, you know, uh, Muslim or, you know, five percenters dropped in hip hop music. And in some ways like that, I think that, that has a tie to Jamaican artists, you know, putting in some of the philosophies of Rastafarianism. But as I was going through the Uroy records, part of the chat, part of the toast is to also let you know that I'm here now and you're here now. It's a presentness, mm. you know, it's a free because there is the, those elements of improvisation that come in the chat or in the toast. And so similar to freestyling, it's like, I'm here, you're here. And this is, this is a, an affirmation that we are sharing this moment. That's part of the relationship between the DJ and the crowd, you know, and because the sound system in Jamaica is so ubiquitous, it's, it's, you know, the, the, there's, there are public sound systems still all in Jamaica, you know, just like the local corner store is going to have, you know, a couple of speakers outside or what have you. And you constantly are hearing, you know, dub plates or, you know, you really see the antecedents from where hip hop is taking notes because hip hop itself is a rupture and interruption into the public space. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, uh, and it's really, I think, worthwhile for any person who loves this culture and this music to spend some time listening to artists like you, Roy, artists like Lee Scratch Perry, you know, really digging in to uh, not even just the music itself, but also what was going on politically. And you really understand how that carries over into the South Bronx uh, in some really essential ways. And one of my favorite fun facts is that Cool Herc, when he started bringing his speakers and his sound system outside, he was originally trying to play reggae, a lot of reggae and dub and stuff. And and, and the people of the Bronx, the um, largely uh, you know uh, children of of black migrants from the South, Puerto Rican folks, folks from the islands, um, you know they wanted the funk, they wanted that James Brown, you know, which already at that point was some of those records were a few years old, but you know they wanted the disco breaks and stuff, so he switched it up. You know, he sort of switched it up, but kept that same kind of Caribbean aesthetic uh, fully intact. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. It was it was very much a he was responding to the demands and will and needs of the people. Right. And I think that's part of that's the testament to the DJ. Right. The good DJ is also reading the room and giving the people what they want. This is the last thing I'll say about you, Roy, is that it, in some ways, like I, I think I think Herc was so influenced by you, Roy, that he two started to chat and, and and toast over the record. And and in some ways, if it wasn't for Herc, then bringing that, that you know, retaining that knowledge and that that style, you know, I don't know if Coke Rock, you know, one of the first, arguably one of the first MCs would ever approach Herc and be like, hey, you know, I have these now extended like toasts, these rhyming couplets, you mind if I get on the mic, you know, and her, and he had, he had proved that to her, but Coke the rock was a, a poet. Like he was not only interested in poetry, but writing poetry and reading, reading the black arts poets and yeah. taking the couplets and putting them over the breaks. So. Yeah. So rest in power, you Roy and everybody definitely please, uh, dig in those dub crates. Um, and, uh, and we keep it moving. So, yo, so, so we lost you Roy and then, also rather suddenly, and this one's this one's also pretty tragic, is uh, Prince Marky D of the Fat Boys, the legendary trio of the Fat Boys, which is now the second of that original three to pass. Uh, Buffy, uh, the human beatbox, 
original human beatbox, some say, uh, passed in, I want to say in the 90s, in the early 90s. And uh, Prince Marky D and, and Cool Rock Ski were the remaining members. But Prince Marky D uh, had become a radio personality in more recent years. Um, and so we still don't know the cause of, of death. He was only f- like 52 years old um, uh, when he passed. Yeah, man. You know, uh, the fat boys who used to be the disco three, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, they go that far back in, into the music, into the culture. You know, the thing about Prince Marky D, and I'll say something about the fat boys in a second. Prince Marky D was one of the first worldwide known MCs, period. And one of the mm-hmm. first uh, worldwide known uh, Latino MCs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think like that's that he was such an ambassador for the culture. Like you think about the rise of, you know, this is, you know, the fat boys were, you know, next to run DMC, probably the biggest group in the world. Often they would, you know, go on these mega tours that was, um, you know, these almost like, yeah, uh, like Fresh Fest, right? They were on yes, the Fresh Fest, the you. legendary Fresh Fest of like 84. Yeah. And and showed showed the states and then the planet what this, you know, what this music sounded like, what it looked like. And and, and the Fat Boys were a continual crowd favorite. And, and really, you know, Prince Marky D, one of the first great world ambassadors of the culture. You know, it's really interesting. I mean, you know, similarly with Kid and Play, who you've heard me probably talk about way more times than I think people expect to have them to come up. You know, there there is something we we don't often put the Fresh Princes, the Kid and Plays, those very colorful, playful, humorous MCs in our top fives. We often take those artists for granted, but those are the artists that really are, to your point, to use that word ambassador, they're the ones who are the ambassadors of the culture. They use humor much like our great comedians did, much like our Richard Pryors and others to to infiltrate the mainstream and the fat boys who, by the way, like they were, you, you mentioned they were originally called the Disco Three and they were in that, you know, they were, you know, them and and Run DMC are kind of similar generation. They they are all about Curtis Blow was their guy, and so they were in that tradition of of those party rock and disco MCs. And then the Fat Boys name comes later, so it becomes like so that's not even a gimmick they were interested in. They were like trying to be serious party rock and MCs. Um, and, and they then, were too, right? I mean, they were, they were yeah, like but definitely yeah, but party rocking. Yeah. 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 But I'm just saying like the name, like that's, that's, they weren't right. like, Oh, that's hey, right. look at us. We're, we're Big like, dudes. yeah, we're chubby guys or whatever. They were like, no, we're party rocking MCs. We go to the discos, we rock the sets. Right. Um, but it's because of that name, the fat boys and that, and, and that slightly gimmicky piece that sort of fit into the the era of the 80s the music video era you know it sort of really worked in their favor but i think because of that people sometimes slept on you know their skills and abilities like you don't hear fat boys in enough in enough uh top fives but they're a really important group actually no you're right and 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 you know there there was i mean bismarcky is maybe the the greatest example of that like the you know maybe the grand court jester of hip hop mm-hmm. but this is like a you know the fat boys Bismarcky, other folks, they it, it they they presented a kind of a broad invitation in to 
a culture that was in still in a kind of nascent stage in some ways. I mean, hip hop at that point, you know, is is really you know 10, 11, 12 years old when the Fat Boys really get this this notoriety. We you know we talked about them on a show uh, a number of episodes ago when we were uh, I think honoring like the 35th anniversary of Crush Groove, mm-hmm. um, and I know that we talked about the Fat Boys, but I I know that you remember the the Fat Boys as a big part of another classic and ridiculous film that came out in the 80s too yes disorderlies uh i remember me my dad took my brother and i uh to see that movie in the theater and uh i think and i think half even even we were sitting there like what is going on this movie Basically, they play like, you know, these sort of orderlies, like, uh, you know, looking after this very wealthy, you know, old white man. And he's, of course, very square. And then somehow, some way he he gets hip and suddenly he's like wearing his hat to the side and oh my God. saying illin and stuff like that. It's it's pretty cringeworthy, but it's a classic. And again, one of the first, you know, one of these early forays, uh, you know, into hip hop in a crossover space and wasn't a huge hit, but it, you know, doubled its, it made its money back plus some. And, you know, I'll always have a soft spot in my heart for uh, disorderlies. Yeah, man. Well, well, you know, yeah. Rest in peace, Prince Marky D, gone too soon, part of, uh, of a really important moment and an important crew. And, and certainly, you know, one of, one of hip hop's, you know, greatest and grandest ambassadors. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Rest in power. All right, y'all. This is the same old new school. Uh, I'm Idris Goodwin. And I'm Kevin Koval. And this is Vocalo Radio. And we just finished uh, giving some tributes to um, a couple of uh, important people to the culture that that we lost, some people who, who built the foundation. But on that foundation, you know, now we're going to talk about some more uh, foundation builders who thankfully are still are still with us, still grinding hard, uh, still putting it down. And this the Internet just went crazy with this news, with these video clips. And gosh, dang it. In these dark times, it I think it was just refreshing and what we all just it just made everybody happy to see it. Everybody's older and younger brothers and uncles were texting each other. It was just a beautiful thing. Is that De La Soul was featured on Teen Titans Go, which is a very popular animated series on the Cartoon Network. Now, did you know Teen Titans Go prior to this moment? I did, actually. Yeah, I okay. did, actually. How? I'm, well, I'm a comic book. I'm a well, oh. no, actually, no. My kids don't watch that yet. Um, okay. uh, I'm a hardcore comic book head, and I knew about the Teen Titans, and so I was hip to Teen Titans Go because that's like sort of the, you know, it's the same characters from the comic, but they sort of age them down, so it's like a bit more colorful, a bit more playful. It's actually really, really funny, and actually really well written. You know, I also am very hip too because I operate in the world of writing for young people a lot. You know, so I'm very like sort of fluid across age demos. Like I'm, I'm all about like rocking every you age. Use good ones for for the children. I am. I'm. I am for the children. I also love animation. I think it's a very underrated form. And uh, there's actually, you know, and and Teen Titans Go is actually a very hip and very sophisticated show, I believe. Which again, getting De La Soul. I mean, this is not a group that the kids know about. Like this right. is clearly, like you know, this is for our age demo. 
I did not, you know, I had no idea who Teen Titans Go was. You know, I don't yeah. really watch a ton of Cartoon Network. I would like yeah. to watch more Cartoon Network, perhaps. Yeah. But this episode is is incredible because it's it's funny yes it has de la soul it is funny um but it is also this like very thinly veiled metaphor slash reality of them trying to free their music their masters from this you know disgusting glob monster who uh will not release their music you know aka tommy boy records aka tommy matola right like this is this is on an ongoing battle and as you know 30 some odd year fans of de la soul is is one of the illest you know maybe the best performing group maybe the best live group there there ever was de la is in my top five groups of all time easy absolutely Um, and these records you know, as fans, we've been wondering and and we're crying for the release of this really important discography to be given and shared with with the world. Yeah, and recently, I mean, they tried again, very rather recently, to get to get the rights and to get that music squared away, and it it didn't go anywhere, which is really, you know, the fans are really bummed about that. And so, yeah, I thought it was actually very. You know, it's a very interesting move, right, to have them on this kids platform. This is a group that is, you know, really mostly known to, you know, I'd say people between the ages of maybe 30 and and, and up, you know. Um, and uh, but then, yeah, it's also a very insider kind of knowledge that uh, their music's being held up. But in a way, it's like, is it really that different than you know, some big monster that's just like, we've got your stuff. Like when you think, you know, and that that's what's so dope about putting it in this context is it brings up the question of fairness, which children are acutely aware of. Children are, are acutely aware of what is fair and what is not fair. And so when you start to break it down like that, you're like, yo, is it that different? Really? Oh, also, and also real quick, sorry, just a footnote. It's uh, Tom Silverman is the is the Tommy in question of Tommy Boy Music. Uh, no disrespect to Mr. Tommy Mottola, who is uh, really, I think, with Sony. He's a Sony guy or whatever. He's married to Mariah Carey. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, I think he's also trash, but my bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we have the episode about Nas trying to get his master's back, or Mariah Carey trying to get her master's back. Yeah, or Mariah Carey just trying to get out the crib, though. You know what yeah. I mean? I think that, yeah, I, yeah. All these dudes, really. I mean, but that's the price. Yeah. Like it is. It's like the you know the big bad wolf. Like like yeah. you know they're called masters for a reason. You know what I mean? And it's just it's it's and it's the same old story, right? I mean, yeah. this is this is not only a you know represent. I mean, and that's the thing. It's like in this cartoon format on Cartoon Network, you know, these like kid like superheroes are trying to to topple a a gross and chronic system of inequity that really falls around issues of, you know, socioeconomic power and race. Yeah. Right. I mean, this is the, which is the nature of the recording industry. Yeah. I mean, if we want to go back, <laughs> you know, what I mean? right. like, how far you want to go back? Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think, I think that it was a really, it, I mean, for me, the most exciting thing about it is, you know, I've always felt there was, that, that hip hop belongs in those spaces, actually, that hip hop lends itself. Hip hip hop comes from youthfulness. It comes from comic books and cartoons and Saturday morning cartoons. And, you know, it's all been in the music, you know, it's, it's you know, all, all the way out up to Metal Face Doom, literally 
calling himself, you know, like wearing a mask like Dr. Doom. But, you know, Iron Man, Wu-Tang, like, you know, it's just that integration of pop culture. So it's like, of course, you know, I love in the in the in the clip they've been showing, you know, all the characters are running up to the guys from De La Soul and saying, your name is this, a.k.a. this, a.k.a. this, a.k.a. this. You know, and it's, it is a similar thing where it's like much like superheroes, they have all these different names and monikers and nom de plumes. And, you know, That's and in beautiful. the clip, they're literally using, you know, headphones and microphones as their powers, yes. you know, and to me, yeah, it, Mace, Mace throws like 45s records. and yeah, LP. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's, um, it, to me, it's so fitting. And I, I just hope I just, a, I'm like, why did this take so long? Cause I remember like back in the day with Scooby-Doo and stuff like that, they would have like the Jackson five on there or like, you know, and so, but I also remember MC Hammer had a cartoon. I remember Kid and Play again. Kid and Play again. Yeah, yeah. Had a cartoon, and uh, well, of course, Biz Marquis is part of Yo Gabba Gabba, which I don't know if that's a cartoon or like a live action it's a children's program. Yeah, children's yeah it's program. very animated yeah. too. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's also the great uh, a recent the recent Saturday Night Live clip with the uh, with the two uh, sort of like uh, little little pump or little whoever type rappers, and they recognize oh, yeah. Questlove from Yo Gabba. Gabba. Yes, that's, that's so funny. <laughs> they was like, you was on Yo Gabba Gabba? And he's like, yeah. He's like, you was a legend for that much. <laughs> I know, it's so funny. Yo, you know, you know, I was so I was just talking to to a painter that I love, the homie uh, Jemiah Calvin, um, who is, uh, you know, on the corner store on my in the other, like my long form interview podcast that, that I do. And he was talking, he's, he's, he grew up as a graffiti writer and uh, got into hip hop. And one of the things he retained uh, from comic books, right, was like the transition from like reading the comic books to one wanting to make a character on the street yeah you know and you see that so often in graffiti and like like you know you've talked about it you were a comic book kid who also was starting to write at that time i grew up i i, I grew up like near comic books but i wasn't like a comic book head right you know what i mean but i know that there was like this great intersection between so much of the culture continues to be and even even in this even in teen titans go you see like that like the little kid is like a, like that illustrator's version of robin it feels like you know what i mean it's yeah. like like every every graffiti writer has their own take on x character or whatever exactly no exactly and that's exactly what they what the teen titan go is it's just like it's just a variation on those characters and even on the show in some of the episodes they even play around with that too where like the characters on teen titans go say we're gonna get serious and when they get serious they transform into these slightly more sort of like older more like sort of like ripped you know well, yeah uh, yeah yeah like an older version you know uh so anyway it, it it's just really cool and i i just hope it's a sign of more to come and and to that you know much in the same way that de la elise is getting liberation uh, in some way through this this cartoon in terms of their music i think it's a space that a lot of hip i think i think more hip hop artists should explore other spaces you know, other spaces um, that give them a bit more control or liberation as far as their product, but also their imagination, you know, and, and my kids, you know, I intend for them to be exposed to all this stuff in many different ways. And uh, the more ways I can, I can bring them into the world of it, I think the better, but I just think it lends it to me. It's a no brainer, man. I just think it lends itself perfectly. This, this comes like on, on like a week after we just saw and talked about, you know, your uh, black history month rhyme on Nickelodeon, you know, yeah, and, yeah. you know, which, which, you know, has gone viral is out in the, in the, the, viral, no, it's out there, man. It's Yo, viral fam. per se. I mean, what is yeah. viral? I mean, it's, it's had over a hundred, listen, it's had over a hundred, 
100,000 views on YouTube. <laughs> it's only been out a couple of weeks. But listen, it's not yeah, about I, that. It's I, not well, about that. Well, but my point is, right, my point is, is that it, it's, um, you know, it's, it's something that we've talked about before. And I know that we also practice. It is in the space of edutainment. And, and in some ways, like hip hop at its best never leaves that space. It's always doing the work of uh, educating and entertaining in the same moment. But I wonder too, if we are just at a cultural shift where we are headed back into these spaces where we want things that have substance and we want things to be, you know, to kind of paraphrase something that you always say, like it also has to always be funky. Yeah. And it's also, man, like kids like stuff that's just dope. And hip hop has that youthful spirit too. We just like stuff that's dope. We like stuff that's smart and we like stuff that's cutting edge. And, you know, but end of the day, there's something about, there's this youthful spirit in it that's about freedom, that's about imagination, that's about joy, that's about just just flying. You know what I'm saying? And, and um, it reminded me of, uh, there was this album that came out years ago and it was this great project and it was Prince Paul, Charlie Tuna, Ladybug Mecca from Diggable, and uh, I think it was Wordsworth. I think it was Wordsworth. Yeah, it's Wordsworth. And they created this album called Dino Five, and they were basically rapping as these dinosaur characters. And at the time, I didn't have any kids yet when it came out, and I was like, "This is interesting," but it, it wasn't really distributed. Like, why? It was kind of hard to find. When I had kids, uh, my first kid, we found it at the library and he loved it. We played the hell out of it. And through listening to it, I was like, this album's dope. <laughs> like the beats are dope. Also Scratch from um, who used to be with the Roots crew mm. was in there too. Wow. And uh, I've always wondered like, man, like I wish someone would do, there's just not a lot of albums like that. It's just an open space. And, uh, and I just think there's a lot of potential there because you know, we're, there's a lot of us, man, hip hop parents out here and and uh, and teachers and, you know, it just it has a use. And to me, it's 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 still it's still rooted in the culture. You know what I'm saying? Like you can still make funky, dope material, which, again, if you listen to a lot of old school records, like they had that more accessible flavor because, you know, hip hop started in a part, which means that it was multi-generational. It was outside, you know. Well, and, and made by young people, right? I mean, it's, it's a culture people. that's made yeah. by young people that continues to be youthful because it 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 ultimately at its core, it's practicing freedom, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that that's what it's about. Um, it, I would love to see more hip hop cartoons. That certainly Hell is a yeah. space. It reminds me of like the skits on so many of the records that we yeah. love, particularly on De La Soul records, right? Thank Which you. is like the innovator, like thank, yeah. you know, thanks to the community. But I know Prince Paul, um, you know, is is part of that, like you know, connection where they where they start to create these you know very hilarious interludes, these interstitial moments on uh, Three Feet High and Rising. Uh, which, by the way, I love in uh, Teen Titans Go. They they have this like riff off of um, the De La's uh, album titles, and every oh, time great. they mention them, like there's there's the wink to the camera where they they even nice. make like the sonic yeah. background. They're like ding, 
<laughs> you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? It's like because the like at some point they get trapped under underneath the, this this net and w- water comes in and one of the characters is like, oh my god, this it's th- the water is three feet high and rising, <laughs> exactly, and they're yeah. like they wink to yeah, the camera yeah. and they yeah. they go they riff on a few, yeah. you know, and then they they kind of bust out the whole space because they use their balloon mind state. You know, uh, it's just so good, man. Yeah, it's, it's a so very good. hip show, man. It's 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 cool. It's it's a good. It's it's definitely something. Like I I don't watch it avidly, but for whatever reason, if I'm like in a hotel or just randomly, if it's on, I'll usually finish the episode. It's it's yeah. good well, stuff. Well, it made me a fan. I mean, I'm, no, it's, I'm it's good yeah. stuff, man. They they go in, they go in. Um, well, yo, hopefully this won't be the last time we talk about these kind of cool, fun crossovers. But uh, always a pleasure to chop it up with you, man. Talk about the culture. Talk about the news of the week uh any yeah, shout man. outs you want to give before we get up out of here no all, no man it's always good always good to be be in the mix i definitely uh i hope we get to talk about more because i used to love cartoons as a kid man i, I, oh, I yeah. hope we you know it'd be great to see more hip-hop cartoons yeah shout out super producer justin mayor shout out vocal radio um thank you everyone who is tuning in to the same old new school uh we love getting the messages we love hearing about people's uh mother-in-laws we love hearing from the homies that we've not heard from in a minute who we used to you know rock with back in the day and and, and, and new folks too, you know, so just thank you for listening. Um, it's always good to hear from you. So please feel free to, uh, you know, holler at us on the Insta- Instagram. It's same old new school on IG. Yeah. And one of these days we'll uh, get on some other platforms as well. <laughs> we take our time. We take our time here because we want to focus on the content. We'll get there. All right, y'all be well. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. Peace. Peace.